This is P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Yes, we are back to talk about a superhero movie. But first, Shelby, if you had to pick a weird word to have be your superhero <laughs> name, what would it be? I don't know, but you know what I realized is Shazam is an acronym. For what? For um, all the gods he references. Um I wrote it down here. It's Shazam is an acronym for Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. Okay, not originally though. Like they just oh, put no, those no, no. on this. <laughs> well, that's the that is the the source of this word in this in this culture. So yeah, okay. Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> Do you have one? Would it be like Slurpee? Uh, uh, Slurpee is a great <laughs> word. <laughs> I would gladly be a Slurpee themed superhero. Yeah. Mine would probably just be a curse word. Your yours wouldn't be Lupe! Lupe! <laughs> Lupe, look over here. Yeah, because I'd just be switching back and forth too much. It, I would never be able to switch in front of her because as soon as I said her name, <laughs> I I'd just become a stranger and she'd be scared. That would never work. That would be my greatest nightmare. Oh my gosh. That would be torturous. And she pees if she gets too excited. She, so. Yeah, she'd just be a mess. <laughs> We'd have to rename her. Uh, so we are obviously going to talk about the movie. Before we get started, though, we realized that in our 2019 film preview, we had gone over a bunch of movies now that are out and said what we thought that their Rotten Tomato score yes. was going to be. And so we're just going to do a quick refresh on those yeah. movies and check and see which one of us was close to the truth. <laughs> okay. um, so the first one is Rhythm Section, but that's not out yet, is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Did that never come out? <laughs> well, it was scheduled for February 22nd, but I don't think that it's out yet. Oh, so yeah, it comes out back. November. Interesting. Wow. Mm. So is that good? Bad? I, I mean, I feel like normally <laughs> getting pushed back is bad, but being pushed back into Oscar season yeah. maybe is good. I don't know. Ooh, Interesting. I'm excited now. Captive State, I said 72, you said 70. C- clearly those were so I won. I won that one. I was the closest. Shelby, well, what was one. Th- okay uh what's the what do you have the rotten tomato score for us pulled up can you pull these up as we go let me look it up okay so for us i said it was gonna be 89 percent, and you said 80 us is at 94 oh okay so that's a point for me yeah point for me Uh, where'd you go bernadette also got pushed back that was supposed (laughs) to come out march 22nd now that's not coming out till like august or something that's yeah. gonna be bad uh okay dumbo what do we got dumbo is at 47 i think i uh, won this one yeah you said 55 i said 84 <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it feels so good to be right uh okay captain marvel captain marvel 78 oh i said 72 you said 70 so oh, i get a point for that one fine. um hotel mumbai we both said 50 so uh, i, I want to see that, that one and it was doing well let me pull it up dang it i forgot to see that one i have to go see it <laughs> before it leaves theaters okay hotel mumbai 75 Okay, we, we so we both said fifty, and then Pet Cemetery. What is that? I I said seventy six. I think that you said forty one. Fifty nine. <laughs> yeah, I call that a win. Who is 59? closer on the math though? 
59. Well, it's... it's to 76 the, or to 41. Right. I think I'm closer. It's the price is right rules. No, it's you know? not. It's not the price is right rules. You're just bad at math. Um, okay, we also did... We, that was in the ones that we covered more in depth. But we also did Cold Pursuit, which I said 63. You said 34. I think I was closer on that one. I feel like that one you did well. You were. It's 69, which I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it, too. Uh, what Men Want, we both said 35%. <laughs> 45. Oh, did better. Uh, Lego Movie Part 2, I said 83. You said 65. Lego Movie 2, I think we were both pretty wrong because I think it did okay. Lego Movie 2, the second part, <laughs> is 86. Dang it. Oh, okay. My gosh, I'm, I'm sweeping up. <laughs> uh, happy Death Day to you. Did you see it? You did. Yes, I did. It wasn't good. I said 45. You said 60. Happy Death Day to you. 68! Oh, okay. And then this brings us to today's movie, Shazam. What is the Rotten Tomato score? Yeah, this one is frankly shocking, but it is... <laughs> A certified fresh at 91. I think that's dropping. I think it's it dropping because it, it was, was at 94 92. earlier today. Oh, really? I saw it in 92. So it's at 91. <laughs> but what did who won? What did I put? I'd, I said 80. You said 67. Dang it. So you were oh, you were man. actually correct on the score yeah. that it should have earned, but <laughs> it, it just did not. Yeah, so you have won the spring fling of our of our um, predictions. You had a total. Maybe I missed one, but I didn't count the ones we tied. So it was six to three. Mm. Wow. Well, uh, send me a trophy <sighs> in the mail, please. I know. I will. I will. But let's get into Shazam because I think. I think this is an interesting film to talk about. So I'm curious, right off the bat, you don't like you don't like superhero films. How did you like this one? I thought this was fine. It, I <laughs> don't love superhero movies. I felt like this was a fairly classic superhero movie. It didn't really give me a lot as far as the humor goes, which I think is what really? it was working off of. I did not find it that entertaining. Really? I thought the bad guy was kind of boring, and then and that the the whole plot structure of these uh, these stones or whatever. Like I was confused by that, which we'll get into later. But yeah, so <laughs> in know, general, for someone like, in for someone in improv, you really have a strange sense of humor to peg down. Like what what is a movie that's funny to you? I guess you like Lego movie and stuff like that. Yeah, like I thought the Lego movie was really funny. Um, mm. What else have we done recently <laughs> that's a comedy? Well, you loved Isn't It Romantic, so... Yes, <laughs> I did show. think that was funny. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't that I thought this movie wasn't funny. Yeah. I just thought it was pretty like standard superhero funny. It wasn't... For me, it wasn't like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was hysterical. Wait, like this is weird because the whole the whole reason this movie has 91% and has stayed so fresh to everyone is exactly because it inverts the usual superhero tone like what do you mean it's the usual superhero funny like most superhero movies suffer from a lack of funny bone you know I feel like it ha I mean maybe it has like the guardians of the galaxy like right. type of like uh <laughs> humor like I don't know it wasn't like roll on the floor laugh for me it was 
Lightning, like a lightning in my hands. Movie. You didn't laugh during that. No. Well, yeah. Oh what what were the funny parts that you would oh, just found man. hysterical in this movie? Well, so Zachary Levi, I think, is the heart and soul of this movie, and he's really the, I would argue, only functional part. And he does a great job, and he's just so charismatic, both alone on screen and with his various compatriots so whenever he he plays the obviously the shazam the the superhero character whenever he showed up and he was playing a kid playing an adult it was just a lot of fun so basically every time he was on screen we were laughing and i think like when he goes because it's all about him kind of figuring out like what he can do and like there's this scene where he goes to a convenience store and he's like I would like to purchase some of your finest beers. And everyone just laughed and laughed. And then there happens to be a robbery and they realize he has bullet immunity. And then the little boy's like, wait, we don't know if it's your suit or you. And then they're like, okay, shoot him in the face. And I just, I don't know. I just thought all of their scenes were delightful and very funny. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Uh, they were great. I, I guess I think so my experience with this was I was excited but it's also DC movies so I had low expectations and I also went in knowing that it was doing super well with reviews like it was it was like really highly reviewed and so I yes. went in with like expectations that weren't met in some ways but I did thoroughly enjoy the like change of tone that you usually get when you go to a DC movie, even compared to Aquaman, which is the latest, you know, attempt to make a more lighthearted DC film, which because DC has been, they sort of took on this role of being the brooding, sad, depressed, dark filtered films like Dark Knight and Batman Begins. And then you had, you know, Justice League and Man of Steel and Suicide Squad and blah, 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 blah. But I think what was interesting about Shazam and what worked is that it is like a kid's film. Like it's a children's movie. It, yes. It like revisits what comics were always meant to be, which was for kids. And somehow like in the last decade, it's sort of been, it's become this like highbrow, like art form for think boys and like whatever else who think they're cool because they like comics. But originally it was meant for children and the humor was meant for children and the colors and the storylines and the monsters were all meant for children. So I thought that that part of Shazam was very refreshing was the target audience. Yeah, I thought it was very fun. I guess I would say it was more fun than funny. And I went, I think if I had gone into it with low expectations i would have liked it maybe more Mm -hmm. but because i i saw that it was getting these amazing reviews like in the 90s on rotten tomatoes (laughs) i was like oh my gosh this must be hysterical the comedy of all ages and be heartwarming (laughs) and have great action scenes and then when i saw it i was thinking okay this is fine it's fun but it's not necessarily a movie that i would be shouting on the streets that i need all of my friends to see right and really i went and saw it two days ago and i feel like already 
pieces of it are like drifting out of my mind. It's not something that will stick with me. Like when I was going through the plot this morning, I was like, wait, what, how did this happen? Wait, (laughs) how did they end up at the, at that carnival at the end? Like like there were pieces of it that I could remember, but there were whole swaths of it that I had completely forgotten. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because like looking at how Shazam came to be, it was sort of, it's been a long time coming and it has sort of struggled to find its tone and its creators. And so I mean, er, it ended up being directed by David Sandberg, who who's done like nothing really until Annabelle Creation, which was the spinoff that came out in 2017. So it's sort of a weird fit for him. And it was originally supposed to star The Rock, which was yes. interesting to me. But as the bad guy. Yeah. But not the bad guy in this movie, a different right. bad guy. And instead they split it up. <laughs> yeah. So this is the Shazam movie and The Rock will have a His separate own. bad guy origin story at a later date. Which and then is I guess interesting they'll bring them together. If they're going to make it a comedy or more of a dark role like they originally wanted Shazam to be. And they were going to have Shazam be this like dark role, but then they realized, oh wait, he's just like superman like he has the same powers and if we just it's like too hard to differentiate and so they decided to go on the more comedic route and so i wonder how Dwayne's vision will fit in there is he not a kid in the comic books because i don't understand how you could do a dark movie if you have it where this kid is turned transforming (laughs) into a full-grown adult (laughs) well yeah i agree i think that's why it didn't work for so many years is because the script wasn't coming together and it didn't make sense but yeah that's the whole premise it's also very confusing that the character shazam in the comic (laughs) books is called captain marvel despite the fact that it's a dc comic book (laughs) and that marvel has its own captain marvel like who was coming up with this it's I was amazing. reading through the article, <laughs> through like articles about it, and I was so confused. I was like, "Wait, I thought this was DC. What? What does it have to do with like Brie <laughs> Larson's character? She was going to be like, no, two completely separate no. things." And then, thankfully, yeah. they were like, "You know what? This would be confusing to people. Maybe let's change his <laughs> name." And then instead, they picked Shazam, which is also sort of a <laughs> stupid character name. Well, but, I you mean, know. it's been Shazam for decades now because, yeah, in the original comics, it was Captain Marvel, and then then Marvel copyrighted or trademarked Captain Marvel, the character. And so in the seventies, when they wanted to do a, what became Shazam comics show, they realized they couldn't name it Captain Marvel. And so they went with Shazam, which is an interesting tonal shift. And so it is, it's just a weird, I mean, this is like a sea level superhero. Like I had never heard of this story. It's not one that's really stuck around very well, but it's one that like, you know, guardians and all these other small town comic book characters are being pulled because they're more ripe for reinterpretation and and less people are attached to the original so here we have it a new start of a new franchise (laughs) and well it's in the dc extended universe i believe is what it's called so technically this is in there with justice league and wonder woman and aquaman but i kind of feel like everybody in suicide squad but everybody hates most of the characters in those movies (laughs) and i think those actors don't want to be in those movies anymore that it is sort of confusing that they're like trying to tie everything together in this cinematic universe but 
that I think they're like losing members from the beginning of it. Like, <laughs> do you think they're going to be able to get Ben Affleck back to do another one of these? Like, Ben I Affleck officially it. bowed out. Yeah, he wants out. He's done. He's hanging up the cape. I don't know about the others. I mean, obviously, Jason Momoa is like in this for the long haul. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman is a treasure. So, but like, is Amy Adams coming oh, back? Yeah. <laughs> is uh, is Ezra Miller gonna want to be in these? Like uh, Jared Leto, Ezra Miller doing, you know, you know, yeah. Well, Actually, I think Jared Leto. Second he's cousin not. Or oh yeah, <laughs> Jared Leto isn't in Suicide Squad, right? Didn't they cut him, or did they cut Will Smith's character? Well, he's remember. in the original Suicide right, Squad. Right, right. I'm not sure but, if he's going to yeah. be in the second one, but <laughs> yeah. but he's technically in this universe. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think they're just trying to figure out what'll work for their universe at large. But I think in the same way, Guardians sort of reinvigorated the Marvel universe and reminded people it could be fun after like all the Iron Mans and all the Thor two and like Captain America. I think they're hoping Shazam will kind of reinvigorate and energize the DC fandom. But it sort of just takes a few weird missteps, which I think is, like you said, the villain and sort of the backstory of Shazam. Because it just, that's what left me disappointed was like, I loved all the comedy. I loved the element of it being like the movie Big, but with superheroes. But the villain backstory and all of that was just not great. Yeah. So let's do a quick recap of this. <laughs> yeah. Basically, the superhero side of the plot line is that there is a boy who's a foster kid and is trying to find his parents, but he can't find them. He ends up at this foster house or foster home with a bunch of other kind of cute, adorable little kids. And Mm. one day the bullies at school are teasing his good friend played by Jack Dylan Grazer, who is in it. And so the main character, Billy Batson stands up for him, hits the bully over the head with like a crutch (laughs) and then runs and somehow gets in the subway car that mysteriously takes him to like another dimension where there's this old man wizard who's like, here, touch my staff and say my name and then you'll have magic powers. And so he does it. And then he, whenever he says Shazam, he turns into Zachary Levi, a full adult superhero, but he's still a kid. And so most of the movie is him and his friend freddie trying to figure out like what are his superpowers and then them kind of like using them in fun ways and ultimately fighting the bad guy at the end but the confusing plot line that is running (laughs) parallel to this is the plot line of the supervillain who doesn't even have a good villain name his name is thaddeus savannah and he doesn't get like a superhero name or a yeah. supervillain. He's just like goes He's by Dr. his Savannah. normal person yeah. <laughs> name, which feels weird. And as a child, he's in a car with his dad and his older brother who are both sort of bullies, but it's unclear exactly how terrible they are. And magically also gets sucked to this random world with the wizard named Shazam. And Shazam is, I guess, looking for someone to take over his powers from him. But he has to test them and see if this child is pure of heart. And Dr. Savannah is not pure of heart. And so he is not given the powers. But then spends his entire life tracking down everybody else who has had one of these weird (laughs) visions so that eventually he can go through this door with a bunch of runes on it and go back 
and attack the wizard and forcefully take these powers. So he, there's like a magic rock that then gets <laughs> embedded in his eye that is also connected to the seven deadly sins who are these big like troll creatures that he can use. But then he also, for some reason, needs the power that Shazam has. So he's trying to chase down him. No, he just wants to defeat. He just wants to defeat Shazam before Shazam is more powerful than he is. Okay. 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 That so. I guess that makes a little more sense. <laughs> but then also, he really has it out for his dad and brother who were bullies. And so shows up at like their company <laughs> board meeting. And basically slaughters everybody who works at this company, (laughs) including his father, who is terrible to him, but not like slaughter worthy terrible. It's not like it. It's not like it doesn't seem like it's physical or sexual abuse. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's basically just, just like, like they don't like him. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't take it well. He could really do with some therapy, but instead he gets infected by the seven deadly sins who tell him that he can be all powerful now. It's never really shown what that means or what that will give him, except that it means yes. he has these goblins to set on people. But he's not really motivated by anything and he doesn't really have time to stretch his his like evil muscle because as soon as he gets his powers, Billy Batson gets his. So immediately his goal becomes to destroy Billy Batson as Shazam. And I guess, yeah, that was like a hard start to the movie was this long flashback about this little boy who poor little boy didn't get the superpowers. And it was just like, I just didn't care. And whenever he came on screen, I just never cared. And there were a lot of weird things around him. And he was definitely the more mature scenes because obviously whenever these goblins appeared, like there were some very violent and gruesome (laughs) deaths, including like lifting up his brother and throwing him out the window, just like of a high rise building. And it was just like, there are a lot of shocking, shockingly violent moments for this movie, but I sort of respected it by the end because it sort of reminded me of all those like 80s flicks where Indiana Jones, where like these faces would melt off in cartoonish ways or Willow, which I don't even remember what happens in Willow, but I remember it terrified me as a kid, but I was still like forced to watch it as like a growing experience or like, you know, like the... I always forget the one with the floating bed and the it's the bed the bed and broomsticks. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just love like that a movie. lot of weirdly violent and like weirdly disturbing scenes that we don't get in the sanitized children's movies anymore. And so I sort of respected that it sort of went back to this weird, dirty, gobliny, bad CGI thing. But I don't know if that was intentional or not. But it sort of worked for me. <laughs> Well, it definitely had basically a copy of the scene from the first Spider-Man movie where the Green yeah. Goblin shows up at that boardroom and is like, <laughs> you're, no, you're not firing me now yeah. and like kills everybody, which yeah. is a classic movie. And I would say maybe <laughs> the best superhero movie ever. But that's besides the point. Whoa. This movie, it was just sort of confusing the world building or lore that was behind this with Shazam powers <laughs> and then the separate rock that controls these demons and the demons are <laughs> encased in stone, but they can still talk to you. And then they're implanted right. in this guy's eye and yeah. he can control them. But if he, if they're not like within his body, then he can 
be killed. Like but mortal, if they're yeah. out of his body, yeah, that's confusing. <laughs> and also, there's seven deadly sins, and there are these various troll figures, but they're not really distinguishable from each other. <laughs> well, the, so, well, one of them's fat because he's gluttony. Yeah, so that's gluttony. And, and one of them is handsy because he's greedy. And Or is that lust? No, greed is the one who kills his father and he has like five hands. So I think oh, okay. he I don't think they made lust too too literal, you know. I didn't ever pick up on the other ones. Well, envy is the shriveled up green goblin. So yeah, it wasn't like the most well built world and it did feel sort of patched together. And it was the weakest part of the movie, but I did think it was interesting how, again, it seemed sort of geared towards children who don't need everything explained, who don't care about how everything looks. And it was sort of like nostalgic for the adults in the audience, but also exciting for kids who get to witness their first bloodbath. You know what I mean? I guess. So the thing that confuses me, which I think that we need to dig into, is how did this get in the 90s with Rotten Tomatoes? (laughs) If you had told me that this movie got a 76, I would have been, okay, fine. Like, perfect. But the fact that it's in the 90s, like, who is watching this and loving it so much (laughs) that that, that it's getting pushed into that category? Yeah, I will say that was what I left asking. I was like, this was a fine movie, but I was very shocked by the amount. And I think it's twofold. I think part of it is, wow, this isn't as bad as every DC movie I've come to expect, which is also what got Aquaman such a high score. Uh But I also think everyone was really into the like, oh, this is so heartfelt. What a great message about family. And I don't know if I'm just like overly critical, but I thought all of that never worked for me. And all the other side characters were very bad to me. Like they were not good actors or maybe it was a bad script or something. But the like emotional backstory, which is basically Billy's mom turns out to have willfully abandoned him and he had thought she had just lost him like he had just gotten lost and he spent his whole life looking for her but then it turns out she's like you know what now's not a good time i don't really want you in my life but also I how wanted stupid there to be are more. you to think that you got lost well, at a carnival a and spent however long with the police and yet your mother <laughs> never found you after all these years like come hoping. on i mean that was believable to me but it was more the like the weird, like, forest foster family. It never, yes. like, it was yes. so obviously, like, thirsty to be, like, we're family. It wanted to you be instant family. Yeah. Yeah. And it never, like, worked. I think mostly because the actors were bad. The parents were so bad to me. Like, I did not think they were good. Not that they were given a lot to work with, but it all just felt so, like, cheesy, but also just totally empty. Like, it was just, it was just a cardboard cutout of what they wanted it to be. There wasn't enough there with the family. Yeah. None of the kids... I mean, everybody sort of had, like, their one weird distinguishing quirk, (laughs) but there wasn't anything that felt like they were actual real people, and there weren't really relationships with him between Billy and the other kid in any kind of, like, meaningful way between all of his siblings, and there was a lot of them, like, five or six. Yeah. And the same with the parents. It's like they kind of all (laughs) had these sweet, cute 
group scenes together but there wasn't a scene with like billy and the mom where they're like having a connection or like billy and the younger sister where they're having some kind of connection it was just like this weird happy foster family and let me tell you like i have known people who have fostered kids i have known foster kids like (laughs) this looked nothing like anything that has ever happened in the real world they just happened to find the best foster kids you know no drama really at all they're all happy to be there (laughs) and it was weird the way like they tried to make these personalities where it's like the talkative little young sister and then the bookish older sister and then I don't know the kid the fat kid was just fat I guess like it was just like his personality (laughs) trait was fat yeah (laughs) love it when that happens yeah like I liked I liked um Freddie I thought he and Billy slash Zachary Levi did a great job and had great chemistry but I wanted there to be more like closure in the end because it kind of just gets slapped. The message gets slapped across your face at the end, but it didn't feel earned, you know? Well, even like Freddie has some kind of, you know, is using like arm braces to walk, but that is never really brought up. We don't know what his like illness or disease or problem is, why he has well, it doesn't this. Matter. It doesn't matter, Matt. It's just a part of him. It doesn't matter. Well, right. But like, that's some backstory that could have, built him out as a real person instead it's like and also we see really no signs of this disease other than he has these like crutches he's using it's not like he's really walking weird or he can't do anything you know yeah it's just like if this is a character and this is a backstory like give like tell me have him have like i I need maybe not every kid who has some sort of issue is like let me tell you sit you down and explain what happened to me he's like he doesn't care i admired that about him he's like yeah i have a gimp like get over it you know yes i mean that's great (laughs) in a like real life situation (laughs) you're like sit me down man tell me how you got these scars no but it's like if you're going to put that in the movie that he is walking with like this (laughs) crutch then i want to know something about that or at least i think it would build out his character in a way like there could be a scene where he's like look you know i have this like i have whatever (laughs) the illness is and like people tease me and i had a hard time but like this is my family and they you know care for me anyways and it doesn't matter to them that i have this (laughs) issue like i don't i wanted something there was not one of those scenes in the entire movie (laughs) other than the scene with him with Billy and his mom, there really was no like emotional scene, despite the fact that all of these people are coming from an emotional background. Like I wanted some character development trying to do was like, they were trying to say like, it's not about the individuals. It's about the whole, it's like all these people found each other and they're like better because of it. And so it's not that he needed one-on-one with everyone. It's that they were just trying to be like, your family's what you choose. And it's like, I never saw him really like, realize that so much as be forced into it because his mom like abandoned him (laughs) and i wanted him to have like a moment like yeah where he gets to realize like he actually does love these people but it was never earned because he never interacted with any of them except for freddie and so i was like i just i wanted there to be something more and i felt like this story could have worked a lot better if they weren't so worried about hitting these like superhero marks like i didn't need the villain right away i didn't need the deadly sins like it could have been just big but with superheroes and then thrown in at the end be like 
oh, wait, you have a bigger responsibility because now monsters are going to come after you. You know what I mean? I wanted there to be like a family element at the forefront instead of being distracted constantly by these cutaways to Dr. Savaro or whatever being like, oh, yeah, I got to get Dr. Savaro, the classic, <laughs> yeah. just whipping breadsticks out and hitting people. Yeah. Just as stale. What we want, what you wanted, was this movie to be instant family with superheroes, yes, and it did not exactly. hit the instant family mark. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is, is now that I'm thinking about this, it's weird that this is a comedy and and very jokey, and yet the villain is like 100 percent like serious and has this very like somber backstory. Why didn't they give us a villain that was like a jokey, like more weird, over the top villain? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think. Don't you some, think this would have been better? Some of the Shazam has more weird um, well, villains. Well, at the end, at the, in the yeah, mid-credit like scene, there's a villain who's a caterpillar. I'm like, yes, like, this is what I want. Like, <laughs> I'm the pork rind man. Or, you know, something weird <laughs> like that. I think they needed someone really straightforward and boring so that they could just show off Zachary Levi. You know what I mean? Like, I think it would have become too much if everyone was having fun. Like, they needed a straight man, so to speak, to play Tell against. Me- Tell me this movie wouldn't have been better though if it was like Mindy <laughs> Kaling as the bad character. Like that like that's know, the energy I'm I, looking for. I like admired that it, it just felt like the Goonies or something, where it was just like there was this guy who had no ju- who had no reason to be as evil as he was, but he was and they just had to deal with it. But I wish I wish it hadn't overstepped into this like weird oh we're gonna go to a carnival and we're gonna have this huge fight scene and it was like well contained sort of but it was still like they were flying around and throwing punches and causing havoc and it was like really big and i wish it had just been more i don't know there was no payoff in the end there was no like lesson learned lecture to the evil guy it was just like gotcha and it was over it was well and and that fight scene brought back to me my number one pet peeve of superhero movies where it's what are your powers what like what can you do and what can't you do <laughs> with both the bad guy and Shazam's team it was like like what are your set of moves that you have available to you that you can use or that you know because whenever he says shazam he changes but then apparently that's also like a weapon that blows up anybody who's near him (laughs) if he says shazam but then that doesn't really work happen that way in other points of the movie there's just a lot of like that kind of inconsistencies but i don't know yeah for me this movie sort of didn't really have a lot going on i i feel like i have nothing else to talk about with <laughs> this movie well, do I you was have curious, anything else how did you like how did you like um because in the end he realizes his family there were seven wizards originally and he realized his five siblings could help fill the gaps and so they all say shazam and they all become these superheroes did that work for you did that twist hit you in the heart or <laughs> i mean i liked the, i thought that was fun and I, I thought it was funny to see the various actors who end up playing the versions of their siblings in my mind i was like but wait there's only five of them and there's like seven chairs so like, i know who are the that's other what i thought too yeah and it was interesting too because the whole idea is it's like oh you turn into your your best like what if everything was perfect in your life what you could turn out to be like your best version of yourself and so that's why he's this super muscly zachary levi and then everyone else gets cast as these like other characters except for the oldest daughter and it really like annoyed me because i was like 
what on earth? Like all these guys get transferred to be like 30 gorgeous hunks, 30 year old gorgeous hunks. And she has to stay this like 18 year old, like bookish girl. No, like, is, that, she, is that what she, we're telling you? No, she does change. She, her actress just she looks so much outfit. similar. <laughs> no way. Yes. They were not. Yeah. They were the yes. same. No, they were different people. You're lying. No, go to the Wikipedia page. Really? And list that two blows my mind. <laughs> well, they should have found someone who looked a little wow. bit more different. It's just too. The problem was is that the sister just was so out of place in that family <laughs> to begin true. with. It's it all these so like random quirky people, and then one yeah. supermodel, babe. Yeah, she's like, I like, I'm such a nerd. I'm going to college. I'm such yeah. a nerd. Like, oh, my oh gosh. I'm just such a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> and she had the ugliest superhero outfit too. I'm like, you don't have to be a skank to be a superhero, but she was like wearing this gladiator skirt and like cap sleeves, and I was like, why <laughs> is this designed that? way it's just so fugly uh, it really distracted me obviously it really held me back yeah. uh <laughs> speaking of like things that were distracting or holding back i think that this is a good time to introduce our new segment of the podcast <laughs> yes please it is called winners and losers and each <laughs> week either shelby or i will pay tribute to one winner and one <laughs> loser from the movie that we watched so yes I feel like we should have a song that like plays it in, you know, it's like, <laughs> I know I was, I was thinking of, about maybe adding music to play in the background while I'm reading these things. Yeah. So we'll see if I'm Ladies good enough to figure that out. It's the uh, winners and losers. <laughs> okay. Yes. You'll just have to announce it like that every week. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So this week's winner is hot orphans. We all know that being an orphan is a terrible gig. From Oliver Twist to Harry Potter, scrawny orphans have been slapped in the face, locked in cupboards, and forced to pickpocket in the sewagey streets of London. Well, True. turns out that isn't the case if you're a hot orphan. Do you have clear skin, quaffed hair, a cherubic face, or a slight tan? then the world is your oyster. Be prepared to live in a quirky bohemian mansion with other attractive parentless teens. You'll be bunking <laughs> with an ethnically diverse cast of characters, all of whom recently starred in a Toys R Us commercial. And don't worry about mean foster parents. Your foster parents will be loving hipsters with extensive counseling and interior design backgrounds, both of whom have no real jobs and do have a steady income so that they can focus solely on helping you become your best <laughs> self. Who needs a birth mother or a secret inheritance if you're a hot orphan? Because you're a winner. Yes, queen. You should just read it like snap poetry. <laughs> I know, basically. I mean, because in this movie, all of these orphans are attractive and have somehow fallen into the most wonderful and really situation. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No problems, so no issues, no yeah. trauma. Yeah. Well, even the one who has a mysterious illness, it really affects doesn't him in no care. way. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't even limp. Okay. On to the loser. The loser this week is waiting in line for a Ferris wheel. Want to ride the tallest, most Instagrammable ride at the Pennsylvania State Fair? Think again. There is no worse place than in line for the Ferris wheel. Threats include, but are not limited to, people spilling food on you, people dropping their phone on your head, and of course, the classic teen movie villains hocking loogies off the side. 
And even if you can sidestep a wad of phlegm, watch out, because the whole damn thing could collapse, whether it be from a mechanical error or in the midst of a nocturnal superhero brawl, you could be pinned beneath a massive steel disc or the corpse of a recent funnel cake enjoying rider. So don't be a loser. (laughs) Get out of the Ferris wheel line. Thank you. Yes. Hot take. Hot take for sure. That's very true. I feel like. I feel like anytime there's a Ferris wheel in a movie, you need to get out. So. Yep. Unless it's Love, Simon, in which case, just ride it and ride oh, it and ride it yeah. until your long-lost boyfriend shows up. Oh, yeah. So sweet. <laughs> really the only good Ferris wheel movie scene I can think of. Yeah. The worst Ferris wheel, the worst, is Mighty Joe Young. So shout out to Joe, who almost died. Is that the the gorilla movie yeah charlie's theron you guys yes i remember i i remember vaguely that that was a movie that i did see but i don't remember what happened (laughs) on the ferris wheel oh well there's a little girl stranded after after joe is being attacked by people who want to kill him because he escaped the zoo and so instead of running off to save himself he climbs the ferris wheel and rescues the little girl and then as the ferris wheel falls he falls with it and saves the little girl in his hand. And you think Joe died. But luckily, he didn't. And they all live happily ever after. Oh, okay. So it actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it like the Iron traumatic. Giant, where the Iron Giant <laughs> does die. And it's a kid's Aww. movie. Yeah, no. Not quite. So now, later or never with this movie. I'm a solid later. <laughs> you could watch this whenever. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It's not it's not bad, but I wouldn't get up and go to the movie theater if you don't have to. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to move into our lightning round questions? Yes, Matt. I was going to ask who is your who would be the deadly sin that targeted you first? What's your weakness? Uh, clearly gluttony, I think, is the obvious <laughs> choice. Although there's a couple of deadly sins that I'm not really sure what they mean. Like, what is I wrath? Like, wait, what I don't is know. It? It's just quick to fury, you know? You yes. Just have that road rage. <laughs> what, uh, what deadly sin would you be? Or targeted I by? Think, I think, um, it would definitely be greed. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Shelby, which one of the aforementioned beautiful orphans was the worst and just could be left out of the movie altogether? <laughs> I could have done without the, you know, stereotypical smart Asian, you know? It's like, why couldn't he have, you know, been the pretty, I don't know. I guess anyway, you cut it, it's a stereotype, but get rid of him. He's a bad actor, bad cheesy stuff, and he found the real mom faster than the cops could, which is unbelievable. So, Well, he's a six-year-old and has a laptop, so clearly <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I think I would have gotten rid of the older sister who is hanging out with these kids for no apparent reason, despite the fact that she's like... <laughs> 18 and they're all 10 yeah she doesn't want to go to college um what would you do if you suddenly woke up and had powers like what would your secret be would you go light up the slurpee machine (laughs) i have thought number like numerous times about having that power from jumper where you can like snap your finger and show up (laughs) at a different place and and for stealing things as as the main impetus so you'd be the villain so you would not be pure of heart. Yeah, but I don't think I'd be stealing, like, big things. You know, I think I would just right. use it to then not have to work ever, if that makes sense. 
You know, yeah. just like a wad of yeah. cash here, a wad of cash there from a bank. Right. So, the, you know, yeah. they can do without it. Oh, yeah, of course. What would you do if you woke up with a superpower? I guess I would just I would probably find a way to make some quick cash, which I appreciated them highlighting in this film because usually it's like they immediately want to start like saving cats and like rescuing old ladies. But he just wanted to take, take selfies and get paid for it, which is something I would do. So I admired it. <laughs> I mean, anything for the Instagram. Uh, Shelby, if you had to pick the ugly Shazam superhero outfit in any color to wear, <laughs> which color would you choose? Definitely green. Makes my eyes pop. Ah. What about you? I think I would go with a nice gray blue. <laughs> you know, very classy. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who would play you if you if you were your best self? I had that same question <laughs> written down, dang it. Shelby, we're too smart. You know, my go-to for years for someone who would play me in a movie was mm. always Joseph Gordon-Levitt because I just thought that oh. he was great for a while. But I feel like for a superhero movie, I need someone bigger. Yeah. And yeah. maybe I would go with... I think Chris Hemsworth just because he's like really cool <laughs> like not that we have any yeah. similarities in looks right. wise but You're like blonde. if I'm picking somebody yeah, it's your you know, best self yeah, yeah, yeah best self Chris everything Hemsworth. worked out yeah yeah mm-hmm. that makes sense for sure who are you sure. picking I would pick I think I would do Emily Blunt a la oh Edge of yes mm. <laughs> my future James okay. Bond I think I think that could make sense right if it if I had said Shazam and I morphed into Emily Blunt like I think it wouldn't be that big a leap, right? Like it would. It, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I see it. Right? She's like meaner than you are, though. <laughs> you know? Well, she wouldn't have to be mean in the movie. She's an actor. She I can guess that's true. Act nice. I guess that's true. <laughs> She's not as giggly. It'd be a good. It'd be a good way for her to flex her her comedic muscles. Yes, so. yes. <laughs> to play you in a movie, I'm very excited yeah. for this movie where uh, you and I, as podcast hosts, stumble upon a magical wizard, <laughs> and then it's an Emily Blunt and uh, yeah, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, honestly. Now that I'm thinking about this. Uh, this would take it in a completely different direction because this person looks literally nothing like me at all. But <laughs> if Michael B. Jordan played me, that would also be great. <laughs> I would take that. That would be crazy. It'd be like, whoa, what's what are the wizarding gods saying about you right now? Like, I don't know. What are you? You just it, that'd be crazy. He's just so fantastic, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shelby, which one of the siblings is going to get their own spinoff? Uh, the youngest little girl, the the little cute black girl who's yeah. like, mm, you're my brother. I agree. I think that's a good choice. Uh, okay, well, I don't have any more lightning round questions. <laughs> I think this has been a fun episode, longer than I thought it was going to be for such a meh movie, but, you know, yeah. we got into it. <laughs> yeah, we always have something to say. That's the, the joy of P.S. You're Wrong. So yes. find us on Instagram. Twitter and Facebook at PSU Wrong. Send us an email at PSU Wrong at Gmail or check out our blog, maybe if we posted something by now. PSU Wrong dot WordPress dot com. And we'll be back next week talking about the movie Little because we just yes. love children, adult, shape shifting <laughs> movies. This one will hopefully be better. Uh, yeah, it can't be worse. Okay. Uh, see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>